Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Nerd Shit Live. I'm your host, Pen Apparano. With me, as always, is my co-host, Nick Haverstrow, Mike Burke, Dan Kilkenny, in no particular order. Well, maybe. Maybe some particular order. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you guys should find it out, really. I've got seniority, so I'm going to say yes, there is. Damn, <laughs> you're going to pull the... What is, that's such a shit thing to say. Like, no, oh, I have seniority. <laughs> I'm clear. I'm clearly not the most important, but I do have seniority, so I'm gonna use Shove it. it. Just right you back up your ass. I gotta oblige. Shove it just right back up your ass. I don't make the rules. I just live by them. All right. So first, start off some housekeeping things. If you like what you see here tonight, please just do us a favor and just um, like the stream. You click the th thumbs up. That's what you want to do. Subscribe. I don't. I don't like saying these things, but apparently we have to. Apparently that actually works. You gotta say. Apparently, like yeah. Smash this shit out of that like button, and don't forget to subscribe. Your life depends on it, or I will fucking kill you. Um, I forgot. I think there's someone who threatens to punch people in the face. Yeah, yeah, true. Like That's this not one. The vibe I want to give off. Um, and then um, yeah, and that's pretty much it. So we're just going straight to it tonight. Uh, we watched Snyder Cut, boys. Hooray! Yeah, it exists. It, where, four, oh, hours. four hours. Four hours will never get back. It was four hours for you guys. <laughs> I did it twice, so. Yeah, so, Pat, so eight actually, hours Pat has lost voluntarily. Yes. Just, just, just real quick, I think we should go through, like, and and say how we watched it. Like, Pat, you watched it all the way through twice without stopping, right? Yes, I did. I, I did, did my, do that. My, I, I did my required one viewing in one full shot. <laughs> the minimum. The bare minimum. The Where did you watch it? Uh, unlike Pat, I didn't pop three Ritalin and watch 18 <laughs> <laughs> However, as a normal adult, <laughs> I got down two settings. I did parts one through three. Which you know was, what? Like, you know, two hours. Hold on, let's address that for a second, okay? God damn it. I pay my fucking taxes and I go to work, okay? I had every fucking right to waste eight hours this weekend on watching a movie, okay? So I pay fuck my taxes you. And I pay for my own HBO Max. Yeah. <laughs> I'll watch it again. I'll fight. You know what? When I'm done, I'll, I'll be up till two in the morning watching this again. And then, uh, Danny, how did you break it up? Because this is fascinating to me. So, uh, Thursday night, I watched, uh, I think about an hour and 20 minutes, but I fell asleep and woke up, <laughs> uh, then, like, in the middle of, like, part three. So, I then didn't watch it all on Friday. Saturday morning, uh, I went and took my car to get an oil change and thought, hey, with all this time, I might as well watch the rest of this movie. And so I then had to backtrack, and then I watched another about two hours, I want to say. And then just two hours ago, uh, I watched the final hour. So there was no rhyme or reason. There were no part breakups. Right. It was, when I felt like stopping, I stopped. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's a, I think all of our experiences to are indicative of streaming. Like this is this would not be possible if we had to get tickets and go sit through a four hour movie in a theater because I remember Danny when we saw Man of Steel. Do you remember this? We walked up to the theater and we're like, oh, this movie's like two hours and forty minutes. We were like, and I was just like, bro, my ass hurts just thinking about it. And I remember one of us got on the steps of the theater and was like, is it fucking worth it? Is it worth it? We ended up not going that day. We, did, and we didn't go. We didn't I took go. one step up yeah. on the, like, just to walk 
up and I just turned. I was like, are we about to do this? Yeah, I was like, I I'm fucking, really I really do don't want to watch this. But I mean, you know, that was a couple of years ago. Now with the advent of streaming and COVID are. and everything, I think it makes it much easier. This type of content is way more accessible. Like this four hour version would have not gone to theaters. No fucking way. Just oh, to... I, I would have had to buy three separate tickets and just be like, <laughs> all right, I'm going for an hour 20. And then I'm jumping in an hour 20 after the Take a nap. I'm taking a nap, going to my car. Yeah, I, I thought of that. Is... Like, I'm, I've found it much more or less easy for me to watch movies, like two-hour length movies. I like, I have no issue watching like, you know, 10 episodes of a Netflix show that are an hour long. But something about like a two-hour movie – Mentally, it's a difficult thing for me, but I felt Which I was like so hours, crazy. Like, ready for it. Let's go. All right, so let's just get started here. Then I, I think we all agree that the uh, you know street like they could have cut what like 30, 40 minutes out of this, and it could have went to theaters. I think uh, if they cut down on half the slow mo shots, that at least would have. <laughs> Got them and just had them run regular time. That would have saved us about thirty minutes. I I would have rather them got rid of the slow mo shots when nothing's fucking happening. Like I get how it looks when <laughs> Jason Momoa, yeah, when fucking Aquaman's <laughs> no, walking on a groin out to the fucking uh, ocean and all the waters hit it. It looks awesome. Like it's very visually stunning, but also at the same time, it's like. Come on, bro. Fucking let's get, you know, tell like to respect the storm. So yeah, tell to respect do we, we want to just get into it? Or? Yeah. So I'm going to we're going to start with the prologue. OK, so uh, prologue. First thing I have written is uh, the first show incredible. And although I do, you know, this made this movie made me realize the things that I actually liked about the theatrical cut. I like the opening to the theatrical cut, like the song and the montage and everything. I think this opening is a hundred times better though. Like with him dying and the call going out to the mother boxes, it's, it actually impacts the narrative. It tells you what's so, going on. So what I want to say about that is, do you remember last week that mm -hmm. you guys gave me a hard time about this? And I said, <laughs> there are people who are going to come into this movie and not have watched Batman versus Superman. And you got to let them know what is going on. <laughs> Nick, we You're both like, agreed with you. We, we <laughs> talked about that. I said I had to look up why I see the headline, Superman is dead. I was like, hey, what? Yeah, 40, yeah I know. 40 minutes in, we're like, oh, he's dead. Yeah. They, no, such, no, no. A, such a better setup. I, I can't believe Yeah. Yeah, but I, I wrote. I wrote five minutes into this film has been a more cohesive story. <laughs> but <laughs> the and, first hour of the theatrical. And Burke, that's important to realize here because that montage is not only visually stunning it catches you up on what happened in the last movie and it tells you it sets up that the last son of krypton has died and the call went out and the mother boxes that the atlanteans had the amazons had and that the humans had all were woken up that is information they never fucking told anyone nope. until like an hour and a half into the theatrical cut Dude, i was I like why would you ever cut this cut. why yeah. would you ever cut this I, thought I didn't realize they had to be woken up. Died. I, I didn't realize there was any, like... Yeah, that okay. in the original theatrical cut, do, do you know how much time has passed between BVS and, and this movie? No, it, I it think... Could, it could have been the moment later, or it could have been, you know, days, weeks, months. Like, there was no setup that's like, this was the trigger. 
Yeah, I mean, what was the timeline in this one? Did did they say? I I must have missed it then. Did they say what the timeline was? Like how long Superman was dead? Um. Well, so the first scene, it's the moment that he died, obviously. But beyond that, I did think like some months had gone by. Correct. Okay. Enough for them to like. I I would assume like maybe a couple weeks. You know, enough that people are still doing like memorial things and putting oh for sure and for sure barricaded off, but it's not. Yeah, still, still posting on Facebook like Superman memorials. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a just big old a status with a heart. <laughs> People are still commenting on Superman's page. That's what's happening. Miss you, <laughs> miss you, oh. Superman. I wish you were still here. This is this is some morbid, fucked up shit we're saying right now. <laughs> like, cause people really do this. All right. So moving on though, a prologue, much better. Uh, I'm I'm happy it was included. 100%. All right. So. Part one. Um, the fuck did I write here? Way more. Oh, you're, you're you're moving along quick. I got a bunch more. All right, notes. what do you got? What do you got then? All right, I'll just I'll just run a couple off of you know like and see if you guys have any comments. So I really enjoyed the fact that uh, Aquaman was translating because that scene really didn't work for me before, and that kind of made it a little bit more cohesive. He had the relationship with these people. Um, this I don't know what was fun. Yeah, I thought this was part one. Is this the prologue? Part one, is... part one is when we start when uh, when Bruce Wayne goes into the... Oh, you know what? All right, so I, I set up my notes. I broke everything up. I guess I put epilogue or prologue and part one together, so I apologize. That's okay. Continue with your conversation. Oh, uh, well, yeah, so I, I thought that whole sequence was great. What I thought was interesting, the choice of music for him walking off the dock, like, I think I liked the Jack White oh, song better right. like it did like it, like i feel like the music for this whole movie was kind of all over the all over the place off the wall but i felt like i uh, that was the one spot where the music worked for me was jack white as he's walking off the dock all right See, i actually as a, as a as a larger thing um i think the score is so much better in this so version. much I better I, I I get what you're saying where it's a little bit all over the place, but it felt so much more emotionally appealing to me mm-hmm. in most of the moments. And even though like, you know, the 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 Icelandic chanting was like a little bit campy and everything, it kind oh, of yeah. added a bit it was it was very campy. <laughs> but it added it added to like it added more story to Aquaman. I actually like, it, I yeah, actually, it, it, uh, also, I found my note. Now. I found my note yeah. for the Icelandic singing. I put stop singing, please, because they could have cut like five and a half minutes out of that sequence. It could have just been. It could have been like you know, forty seconds. They could, it's also, what it could have been. What was what was the deal with her picking up his pants and sniffing them? Bro, Dude, if you met was, if you met, if you met Jason Momoa, you'd do that too. Time. If you, I mean, again, then again, I would probably smell them too. Yeah, I, you're I you're the odd man out here. Like. You're the odd man out. Okay. Like why would you put that in there? Sure, we're all thinking, what do his balls smell like? But <laughs> why would you put it in there? Uh, it's, um, it's flatter, not I think there's, there's two things. They're, they're building up the mythos of Aquaman and making him a folk hero. And number two, uh, Zack Snyder's like, I'm a, I'm flexing right now. I'm putting as much artsy shit in there as I can. Um, the, going That's back fartsy. to the going back to the the bar scene though with Bruce Wayne, that scene actually makes sense because yeah. they tell you not only does he introduce himself as Bruce Wayne, brings his credentials and the stack of cash, he reveals 
to Aquaman that he could understand their conversation the entire time, and that pisses Aquaman off, and that's why he jacks him up against the wall. Not whatever that yeah. awkward scene was or in the already, first one. I was like, well, this actually makes sense. I was like, this... Yeah, you, already, love you already get a bit of action, and then it also shows, like, Batman's kind of in despair. Like, he's kind of, you know, not okay with what had happened. Yeah, well, he... Yeah. Like, oh, that's true, that, too. It's like... Bruce Wayne acting like Bruce Wayne. That was cool. Him flexing with his money and being snarky and cool. Thanks. I like that in a Batman. I also love how when he was pinned up against the wall, there's no fear in his eyes. He's yeah. just sitting there. He's just looking at him, and he's that, just like, I got money. That's, that that's doesn't that's give fair. That's, he's like, like I have. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's like that's what I'm talking about. He's like, he's like shit, like, uh, this is a last-ditch effort. I need, like... My whole thing was I need to get these I, super I really people like away guy. from each other. <laughs> um, <laughs> that uh, I. But now, like, this is what we need to do. Yeah, uh, the bar scene just is better in general. Um, then so, uh, just moving forward, the terrorist line in the banks, the two dumb terrorist lines are still there. Still there. Yeah. I literally wrote, in. they better not keep that stupid line about the backs of the dark ages. And then my next note, son of a bitch, he said it. So I always thought, I always said. thought that was a product of something got cut out. Like we're missing something. Yeah, that's what and I granted, thought. granted the first guy did add something that's saying that the bomb is going to level four city blocks. Right. So, I mean, yes, I don't think yes. that bomb was going to, but that's what With they try to tell us. Before. And the second thing <clears throat> is that, now, I kind of think that's more of a manifesto, like a creed as opposed, but they don't give you enough information. It's still really awkward and out of context. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, also, that being said, four city blocks, I don't know much about explosions, but I have a feeling that just simply throwing it a couple yards um, into the air is not going to save as many one, one briefcase full of C4 would not level four right. city blocks. Hey, hey, hey. I'm I'm calling bullshit there. That's where I'm willing to give like, all right, you you got a little flex room to be like, oh, it's gonna blow up four blocks. That's not the, where I where I have problems. If you put uh, that line in there, I better see something an explosion worth four city Wonder blocks Woman. up in the sky. Wonder Dude, Woman. I, we gotta get we gotta get. If anybody in the in the audience knows shit about explosives, tell us if, <laughs> if, if, if tell us, let us know. I would like to know. Answer. Okay, so Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is an absolute fucking savage in this movie. Yes. And it is they in this sequence, Zack Snyder captures her brutality, but also the gentle side of her in one fucking sequence. She kills she kills all those terrorists violently. She vaporizes the last guy. <laughs> which was so unnecessary. <laughs> and, and I mean, she ultimately, she traumatized all those kids. And the third yeah. thing is oh, afterwards, yeah. she's gentle and she's understanding and she's kind. And she's all the things that, you know, Wonder Woman is while also being a ferocious, like blood hungry warrior. That's her, that's her right. tribe. That's where she comes. I was just like, this guy fucking knows this. Zack Snyder knows these characters. I felt How like that one line was a little corny though. Like, I want to grow up to be like you. I was like, that's a little on the well, nose. Well, you're right. You're right. Yeah. It was. And I even said to Liz, I was like, yeah, they got to fucking put that in every Wonder Woman movie now. You know, it's like, hey, listen, yeah. there's, there is way more offensive shit they could have put in that than, hey, let's, I'm, let's give a moment for all the little girls. You know? if, if, if this is, it would have made it better if she didn't say it to Wonder Woman, if Wonder Woman did it, like she was like triumphant and comforting everybody and the girl was off to the side being like, I want to be her when I grow up. That would have been better. Rather than like saying it to her face kind of felt a little awkward. Yeah. One thing that I noticed in this scene was how 
was this in the first one where he goes to shoot them? There's no where the the bad guy goes to shoot them. There's no bullets in the the gun, and then he slowly and menacingly walks over <laughs> to go pick up the AR. Where you just see all of them scream. I remember that being in the first it was, one. Yeah, that, that one. Was, it was another. That was guy. a sick scene. That was a disgusting sequence. However, it then just added credence to him getting vaporized. Where you're uh, like, yeah, he's like I said, that was awesome. But when I saw that, I was just like, she did not have to fucking do that. <laughs> Create and pop everyone's ears. Debris flies everywhere. Look, Somebody when you're has trying to take shock. the world back to the dark ages. You're putting you your life on that. Yeah. Um, she's like, she's like, we don't have any technology back on our island. We're not going back. Um, <laughs> So, so actually, it's a good segue. The Amazons, way fucking better. Like, so oh. much better. The not only was, I, I kept writing down that um, Steppenwolf fucking yeets horses the entire time. Like, the best <laughs> yeeting of horses I've ever seen in a comic book movie ever. Not only that, the Amazons don't come off like a bunch of incompetent, like, morons. Yeah. They have a plan. The part where uh, the queen is like, uh, what does she say? She says, Amazon, show him your fear. And they're yeah. all like, we have no... We have I was no like, fear. oh, shit. Like, that was, that was I was so fucking amped at that moment. Oh, um, that was like... This entire, yeah, it was three hundred. But this entire part, I was like, oh, okay, it's so much more dramatic. That whole seal it, seal the doors, seal the gates, and then the whole goddamn thing falls into the ocean, killing you know hundreds of Amazonians. And not only that, you have you have fall in the first version. No, no, okay, no. And not only that, I was like, oh, okay. So like, I was like, in the first version, I was like, oh, there's a a space that they can get out later through the ceiling. The falling, like that, like that's why she said as uh, that one Amazonian was dying, she was like, you know, I, she was like, make us like remember us or something like that. I I forgot what her line was. Give us honor, honor us, honor us, honor us, honor us. That's what it was. And so their honor was them sacrificing themselves. Well, the fall, the the temple falling. The Amazons being overwhelmed. It was like they're built up to be these warrior badasses, right? Which is great. That's what we like to see. And then it doesn't, it shows you how imposing Steppenwolf and the Parademons are because even them, like literally the peak of human conditioning, they are at fucking, like, even they're getting their shit rocked by Steppenwolf. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're pretty Mm -hmm. much at the mercy of him. Uh, which actually brings us to Steppenwolf in like the Age of Heroes section. Uh, Steppenwolf, it, what did I write? Steppenwolf, better not. What the fuck did I write? So I, while, right, while, okay. while he's reading, yeah, that, yeah, you go I, ahead. I, just, I want to make one point. I felt like oh, 100% this whole scene was a thousand times better. But I felt like the fight still seemed a little bit messy when it was in the temple. There was so much going on. It visually, it just looked like, uh, you know, like too much to concentrate on, which I think is a Zack Snyder. Like, that's one of his flaws is like trying to concentrate on it. So much in there. All right. Yeah. Well, apparently, I think this comment's lost mm-hmm. the time. But my point is, is that I think Steppenwolf is a better fucking character. And like, not just he's he's better, but he's not 
he's not one of the greats. He's competent though now. Like I I understand somewhat of his plight now as opposed to like his motivation. Yeah, his he's yeah, he has a motivational. Yeah, exactly. Any story, anything behind him, we've yeah. given it. <laughs> yeah. It just goes to show how much better a movie can be when you just add simple layers to a character. Like all of a sudden I now like the idea that he's now serving a higher power. Rather than like, oh, he's this all-powerful being. Yeah, no, and, yeah, and he was, but not just power. serving. He's indebted to the most yes. dangerous I being in a, the galaxy. I have a question about that. So they they implied that Steppenwolf had was like betrayed or let down Darkseid, and I thought we were going to understand why. Like further on in the movie, when there was the flashback scene, I still didn't understand like what he had done, and I wish that we had gotten that. Yeah. Do, I'm do not, you guys I'm have any comments sure. about that? Last part again. So like it, it was implied. I don't know what the name of the guy who was coming in through like he was like the muck monster in. Oh, Dasad, Dasad, Dasad. So he was saying he was like, well, you had let down Darkseid and you owe him. Oh, this, you that. betrayed him. They never explained how he. Right, was yeah. right, and that's that's yeah. why I say he's not fully realized, mm-hmm. but he is much right. better than he was in the theatrical cut. That's that's my yeah. one complaint is I'm like I wish I we got that. And it makes a lot more. It makes a lot of sense because, like, first of all, I do like his design a lot better in this one. This whole like spiky silver metallic kind of thing. I thought at the beginning I wouldn't like it, but then I went back and I looked at the theatrical one. And if you compare them side by side, he looks so much more buff, badass, and he's got like a permanent scowl. Yeah, I like. But also like, but also when you when they do the close-ups on Steppenwolf in this film, I was like, oh. There is something behind those eyes. Like, this is a yeah. thinking, living being. When I watch the theatrical That's cut, true. I'm like, what the fuck is this gray CGI? I mean, granted, it's still gray CGI monsters in the DCEU. That's that's yeah. that's their thing. However, Steppenwolf's armor, the way he uses it, the way it flexes and changes with his body, mm-hmm. it's just, it's such a cooler fucking design with a better, with a more well-written version of that character. That's why I like it's it it, could it have been better. Could they have delved deep? Yes. But also I think for what we got and in like Steppenwolf being the Justice League movies villain, I think they did. I think they did pretty well as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, Did a good job of that. And also just did a good job of setting up the series in general, because in the first one, it seems like now the big bad villain is going to be, you know, the Legion of do like the Lex Luthor. Yeah. Legion of Doom. Yeah. Legion of Doom. Yeah. 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 But this one now, it's it's setting up for an actual, real mega villain that's going to be at the end, and they just did away with the Legion of Doom. Right, so, right. Well, so actually, I mean, it's still there. On. It's still in yes, the end, yes, the Legion yeah. of Doom stuff. Not to, like, like I, I don't want to, like, pick on this movie uh, too much. Like, it's more like the whole, the, what DC was doing as a whole. But for me, it's like, I wish that they didn't rush to get, oh, like, we have these now incredibly powerful villains. It's like, why don't we start with Legion of Doom and work our way up, like with like human problems? I would have much rather seen that to kick this off, as you know, like again. I but know it's also more, but, Superman yeah. too. You know what I mean? You need like world-ending shit yeah. for Superman to be justified, though. You know what I mean? Superman, I don't think commits like he's not like a bat. He's not like a Batman type where he's like doing detective work and finding out who the villain is and then going after them. Superman no. just save, shows up and saves people. You know what I mean? Then why is, then why is his main nemesis Lex Luthor? Like, it's Lex Luthor yeah. has a god complex. 
and money. Yeah, he's like the Jeff he's, Bezos. He's still a human. Yeah, yeah. He's still, yeah, he's still a bald Jesse Eisenberg. Like, <laughs> which actually, what was the deal with his? What was his scene that he like? It was either in the prologue or in section one where they showed him on the Superman with hair. ship. Oh. With hair. And with uh, with Steppenwolf, like th- what was going on with that? I, you know what, I think there there is a scene in BVS, the extended version, that shows that he was going there to like learn about the Kryptonian ship and everything, and their technology, and the Codex, and all the shit from Man of Steel. And there's a hologram of Steppenwolf showing the mother boxes, like creating unity. And that's why he finds out that the bell had rung. So when Batman sees him at the end of BVS. And uh, Lex Luthor's like, the bell's been rung. Like, he's been told. He's coming. You know, the red capes are coming. You know, all that shit. Like, it said there's a through line there. But if you didn't watch mm. the extended BVS, you're not going to get it here. Gotcha. That's, so, uh, yeah. Um, I got, I'm going to take away points for that. So, we already talked about cutting down the, I, I wrote, cut down Aquaman, uh, Doc scenes, Christ. Um, I have the, uh, the Batman sketch they did. Doesn't really work. In the theatrical, it, it doesn't oh, work real, in a real, different real context. Before, it doesn't work. Yeah. But when, go, did we did we talk about when they switch out like Darkseid now being the person that invaded the Amazonian? Like he invaded Earth previously. Is that is that uh? Hold I on. think that's coming. That's coming up in yeah. Coming up chapter two. Yeah. Um. Uh, I'll hold. Oh yeah, we're in chapter two now. Yeah. We're, I think um, we're moving on. To so time. then I was it. I hate the. Oh, I hate the talking bubbles. The talking bubbles in Atlantis are the dumbest shit they've ever done. I mean, like, I get that's I, I, the I, way. There was a technical thing they had to do it to get around having to CGI bubbles out of their mouths while they're yeah. talking and shit. Well, so have you guys seen stupid. Aquaman though? Aquaman, I, I, they talk no problem, and they're under they're underwater the whole movie. So they, I get, I get this was Zack Snyder's. <laughs> I get this was Zack Snyder's uh, vision. Like this is how he foresaw it. Therefore, when James Wan got to do Aquaman and they told him, do whatever you want because this fucking ship is sinking, uh, he was just like, okay, they're just going to talk underwater. Like, that's that's all it is. You know what I mean? So there is that break in continuity. The same with Mara's uh, accent. Just stop. Just like, why did you give her oh, a British accent? <laughs> like, come yeah, on. I, I was not, I will say, I was not expecting Willem Dafoe. You can't just surprise me with <laughs> that's not that's not someone you can just drop in there. Which yeah. I guess if I saw Aquaman, I would get it a little bit more. But Willem <laughs> Dafoe coming out of nowhere, I got to mentally prepare to see that man's face. <laughs> I don't know I, why. I oh, 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 okay. okay. Hold on, hold on. So let's talk about the battle, and then I have a really good note right here that I wrote at the for the end of the battle. So. The note, I mean, uh, so the battle with Darkseid as opposed to Steppenwolf, everything about that works except what is this shit? It's like, I found the anti-life equation, forgot where I put it. (laughs) Also, also, like, I found it by just smacking the ground. Yeah. All of a sudden, he just, like, closes his eyes, he's there, smacks the ground. Hey, there it is. Do you not remember after conquering 100,000 worlds, (laughs) the one world where you died almost? Like, (laughs) where you almost lost your arm? Which, by the way, fun fact about that, the guy who, who, first of all, the first thing I thought of when, what's his name, gets chopped in the shoulder was oh fucking should have gone for the head right there avengers reference (laughs) and then the second thing i thought about 
was that, oh shit, the guy who stabs Darkseid is the villain from Wonder Woman 1. It was like, I need a fucking, we need to push back Darkseid, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Zeus, I can't remember the, the the female one, and Ares, his son, are all, like, you know, the yeah. um, Greek pantheon the gods, God. they're there. Yeah. Like, they're there in the yep. battle with the... Uh, well, yeah, no, they, they were the ones who essentially almost won it for them. I, yeah, I like yeah. how they, they explained that, you know, like that whole scene where it was explained. That was nice because the last one, they were they were there in the original cut, but it's like, the gods were there. Where it's like, now it's like, you know, they're actually putting it into context. I did think the coolest part of that whole fight scene was when one of the Green Lantern dudes gets his hand chopped off. Yeah. Oh, oh did you? I and Darkseid reaches for the fucking ring and... Because that ring is out. going to find somebody else to, you know, to yeah. Ryan Reynolds. And, uh, yeah. what's it called? <laughs> it's on its way to Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, it's on its way to Ryan Reynolds. And, um, and Darkseid tried to grab it. I was like, ooh. And, you know, me being fucking comical guy, and I was like, oh, that would have been fun. <laughs> like, that would have been fun to watch. Even if they did it for 30 seconds, that would have been fun. Um, I, uh, I just want to point out a note that I have for this section. It just says, set up the plot in the beginning. What a concept. <laughs> <laughs> okay, actually. Yeah, I have in, in big in big stars and underlines, it's like, wow, I actually know why Steppenwolf wants to do what he's doing now. What is, <laughs> what is well, funny about this scene, though, is when they bring out the three witches, right? It's like science so advanced, it comes off like magic. Cool. I was like, okay. That's a cool description, but I know that's just how you're going to communicate how this CGI box you've created makes. The second thing, though, was I'll the witches it. that were there that were that were going to make the unity. I was like, that is fucking sick. The fact that you got to have masters of whatever this is do this for you, yeah. that is mm -hmm. fucking un unbelievably cool. What comes next, though... <laughs> Is what kind of shocks me. So they win the day. The you know the defenders of Earth. They win the day. Dark side retreats. He just forgets where he left the biggest weapon in the universe. Um, and then the hue like it's like the Atlanteans are like, all right, we're gonna build this vault. We're gonna keep it in this. In, we're gonna keep it in this vault. The the Amazons are like, all right, we're gonna build this temple. We're gonna put it on a cliff in case shit happens. We could, we're gonna have a way to defend it. The humans are like, yeah, let's put it in a hole. Let's like, just dig a hole. We'll put it in a hole, and then we'll put a building on top of it. And then the Nazis find it. How random. The humans were at like some offsite retreat at like Camp Winnebago. And just walk 25 yards into the woods. And we're like, this is a good spot right here. <laughs> they did have that in the theatrical cut, too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it they was... did. They did. Yeah. But I just realized during this cut how stupid that yeah, was. Yeah, how dumb of a concept <laughs> that is. I also, like, again, not to jump ahead, uh, but I loved how they were talking about, like, oh, the box, how, like, how did we get it? Like, it was handled by the Nazis and shit, and they were experimenting with it. Like, give it some mythos rather than let's, like, I got it now. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, this belongs to me. Yeah, when he was when he was like, "It's a long story." Do you have time? I was like, "We're only an hour in. I have time." Um, but yeah, so I thought that was kind of funny. So then, moving on to part three, I think it's called the. Uh, this one is beloved mother. I think is what the what they're referencing. Uh, the mother box. So what is it? Flash. Which there's nothing. Oh, okay. Movie, All right. So this is actually a big critique I have in the movie. <laughs> The Flash interview scene could be cut right out and, like, it, you wouldn't miss a thing. It's really weird. It makes him come off as, like, kind of a predator. And uh, visually, it's, it's excellent. Out. I love him, like, 
you know, burning out of his shoes. I love when he touches the glass and you see it uh, like push, it yeah, bows and then it breaks. I think that's beautiful. Like the whole scene looks beautiful, but it totally doesn't do anything for the narrative or his character, I think, in the long run. Plus, the logic behind here is that we're predicating this entire event off of a professional truck, truck driver driving through a metropolitan area, <laughs> dropping his comically large cheeseburger, <laughs> and then going, well, better duck for 30 seconds <laughs> to find well, you'd it. You'd be surprised what people do when they're driving. I know, but a professional through. truck driver? Like, come on. That, and that was got, the most comic book thing that ha everything else is like, this is an intense action. I know. Movie. And that, that was, was like, that was like, it's a comic book moment. <laughs> what got me was the fact that this woman who is driving gets hit. And as she's flying out of the car, her face is like a porcelain doll. Right. <laughs> she she had no time to react, Danny. It was no, really no, fast no, no, no. People react. Yeah, People it's it's also reacting. it's also yeah, everyone acting. It's it's also one of those no, no, scenes everyone react. is acting stupid. Like he shows up to a job interview with like a crumpled resume. She like why would she ever interview this guy? Uh, yeah. She starts her car, which by the way definitely costs brand new, uh, like more than a car if you bought one like that's only five years old. She drives by and <laughs> stares at him through the window. Like, I, I, what the fuck is going thought, on? I saw her. I saw her get in that car. I was like. Why is she in that car? Like, why is this young woman driving yeah. that car? And then the accident happened. I was like, oh, they just wanted a convertible. Couldn't they put her in like something modern? Oh, rather than this, like, I will say this: classic car. The the music choice I think was good. It fit it fit the tone that they were going for. Even though I don't it think it fit weird. the narrative. No. And I love I love as soon music. as soon as the car crashes and like it goes back to, <laughs> to regular speed, it just explodes out of nowhere. I was like, oh that's a nice touch. Um so yeah, Wait. entertaining doesn't serve the narrative at all though. Pat, Pat, when we spoke last week, you were saying like you hated the characterization of the flash. And I dis I disagreed with you. Like I liked it and I thought it, like I thought like maybe the dialogue wasn't great, nice. but I thought Ezra's performance was was really good, and I liked they were making him kind of like quirky and, and a little bit like he was know, much like quirkier off. and off. The dialogue time. was so much worse in this one. His uh, dialogue was terrible. I don't know. Who yeah, wrote but it. I didn't need his whole brunch so shit. Like the like I'm glad like the brunch conversation out, oh, and I'm glad he can't be joking. Yeah, and I'm yeah. glad yeah. like he was quirky, like, but I felt like brunch? that's who he was as opposed to like here's this wordy joke that doesn't fit the toner scene. Like, try to make a laugh like they did take it out later on when they're trying to escape from the the the, the harbor flooding um and when cyborg like jets away they took out his line that's so is he just leaving us here i thought that i thought that was a fine comment like compared that to other shit fine line, it's fine but like i was like why did you take that one but you did all this other stuff here just just vegan um next uh interrogating the atlanteans when when stefan wolf's bringing them out of the water and throwing them against rocks. I was like, there was this a lot is of blood fucking, up that rock. Uh, yeah, that guy would have been dead. But I also think I, I, I just, there was a lot of blood. <laughs> that's a lot of blood. I see. Um, 
What oh, I, that was great. That's what great. I what I, I enjoy like, though that is that that shows you Steppenwolf actually doing the work to find where the boxes are, not just right. him showing up where they are anyway, and then just mm-hmm. getting them through a cert of cer- circumstances where our heroes turn into bumbling morons. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, he's actually. I mean, in Aquaman, in Aquaman, that canon of that film is. They pull anyone who's not of royal blood in the Atlantean world cannot breathe above the surface. They have to have yeah. like these water suits, right? Which is they reference I, that in this film too. Do they? Because that guy say, was still say, breathing. I know, which is yeah. I, they they counteract it because they mention where he's like, oh, or I think someone says like, oh, you spend a lot of time on the surface or whatever, and he's like, half Atlantean, I can breathe up there. But then later on, they're up on the surface anyway at the very end. Yeah, yeah. I don't really understand what was – because that guy didn't seem like he was struggling to breathe at all. And I thought that's the, the, the way, what they were going for. I was like, oh, shit, he's going to fucking suffocate these dudes to tell him where like where they're – I thought it was going to be that. I mean, still, though, that guy oh, got fucked up. Was... <laughs> yeah, it's like, why suffocate him when I can throw them against um, big rocks? What, what the fuck did I write here? Big oh, rock. cyborg actor – Oh, the cyborg actor, uh, really, he has a lot of character in this. Like, I actually like cyborg in this movie. He's got yeah, a yeah. They did a lot better with not only cyborg. I do kind of think that they did way better with Flash in this movie, even though I still didn't really like him. But especially cyborg and his whole back, because he's so important, yeah. especially in the first one. He's so important, and you don't feel like you have any idea why. But then suddenly now in this one, it's, again, amazing what a little backstory and character development can do. Where now you understand him a little bit more. His father had a way bigger of a role in this one as well. And so you now finally, you get that dynamic, you get actual character development, and you finally understand sort of about what he is and what he does and what he's capable of. Right. Instead of just being like this brooding person who's like, I hate who I am now, he's like, you know... He, you can tell that he holds the like survivor's guilt that his mm. mother passed and he was able to live. You can also like he's kind of contending with what his abilities and what he's able to do. Where he gives the money to the people in the ATM, he helps out the mom. Um, Which and, that, what it came across the screen? She like, won like some lottery. She won like won some contest. contest. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was really really funny though when he's listening to um, Doctor Stone's like notes on him. And he's just like, you could launch every nuke in the world if you wanted to. Yeah. You'll do whatever. Yeah. Very <laughs> well-adjusted. Yeah. <laughs> like here, okay. You have no PTSD issues or anything. I liked, I liked the way they told that. Like they visualized him learning about his powers. You know what I mean? And especially like the market seeing the bull and the bear go at it. And he's like, yeah. um, I'm, I'm going to be the contrarian. Oh, oh, go ahead, Nick. He, Ooh, contrarian. I want to hear what Michael's oh, say first. Mike, I was, was going to say, like, whenever he's in his head and like in his world where it's, um, you know, like, it was really Skynet. interesting because his, his world is Skynet. When he's in Skynet. <laughs> um, well, his dad is Miles Dyson. It's true. His right. dad is Miles Dyson. It's super interesting because, you know, obviously he views himself as a whole person. So internally at his core, that's how he is. He doesn't think he's truly a monster. Uh, but his whole world is still, like, destroyed and everything around him. So I thought that, like, even though it was a bit heavy-handed, was a fantastic metaphor for it all. Um, so for the, me, oh, I, no, I keep just going. thought, like, I don't mind the visualization, but I just felt like all of the powers came to him too fast. 
Whereas, like, with the Joss Whedon thing, he discovered his powers, and they kind of grew and developed over the movie, where it's just like, I'm now a fully formed superhero after five minutes. I, I didn't like that. Um, I, I Overall, I think, you know, like, this is a, a minor thing. I, I think his character design sucks. It's just, like, a bunch of metal triangles. Uh, yeah, like I'm not cry. in love with it either, if I'm um, honest. I like the Teen I, Titans I, I, I looking like one better. His, his dialogue and he, like the mom's dialogue, it, like it all felt super corny. Like like the Flash's dialogue was corny. I felt like they could have wrote him better. Um, and the, the trope of it's like, hack being a hacker makes you a genius. Like when he's like, oh well, he hacked our systems and gave this kid all good grades. It's like. Use another trope. Like, come up with something original. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Nick, you're, you're hitting on something that I want to say for, like, when we're done and we're giving, like, our, our final right. sort of thoughts. That's kind um, of... I, I want to hit on some of we that. We already mentioned this. The Atlantean talking underwater. I was like, the talking sucks when they're not in the bubble, so please stop. Um, but, all right, so, four, which was called Change Machine. Um, I love... <laughs> I said, love Wonder Woman... SW oh I love the Wonder Woman Steppenwolf stare down in when they start fighting mm -hmm. in the tunnel where they look at each other oh, where, yeah. she, where uh after she kills that one parademon he like looks at the axe and the axe focuses in the foreground and then goes and he's like you smell of like you have the blood of the old gods in you or he's like uh what does he say and the you're like your si you're not he's like you're like your sisters except you're much stronger than them so like when mm -hmm. he goes for his axe, then she fucking charges him. I was like, oh, I was like, they it, they get he gets Wonder Woman so well. Like he just understands mm -hmm. Wonder Woman. That's, um, a, that's a big note I had here, Pat. Actually, I have I have. It's crazy how much more Wonder Woman is in this cut of the film, as in the theatrical version, and it's almost like she's nearly a main character. As in, like obviously she is a main character, but I feel like she's a very, like in this cut of the film, like instead of Batman being the main. Justice League forward kind yeah. of thing. I feel it's Wonder Woman. No, She's I can definitely primary, see that. So, yeah. I, I, yeah. I will well, say they, this, they though. They all had their moments. Yeah. They all felt like the primary character at a certain point. I feel like except Aquaman. I do kind of feel like yeah. except That's, for Aquaman. Yeah. Nah, yeah, dude, yeah, right. he fucking... Yeah, right. He fucking... We'll get to it at the end, but he... Yeah. Uh, so anyway... Uh, I, all right, so this is just a general note in, in general for the whole movie, but I'm going to talk about it right now because I have a note that specifies one scene. There are differences in lines of dialogue that I think I liked more in the Whedon version than I did in the uh, theatrical cut. I mean, in the, the Zack Snyder cut. Batman says this time when he bring when he starts shooting all the parademons with the, with the bat crab, uh, he says, my turn, right? Which I think is not nearly as weak as when he actually says, I didn't bring a sword, and he starts shooting everyone. I thought that was just like there's separations like in the in the bar scene in the beginning, he's like he doesn't say, um, so I hear you can talk to fish. I felt like even though that's not really a thing Batman would say, you know, he's also like trying to charm like trying to, you know, show that he has a little yeah. bit of backbone and spite, you know what I mean? Uh and even even that, um, even when Aquaman's going into the water, like even that, I guess you could say, um, how do I put it? That exchange where he says, like, how about when the oceans boil? It doesn't feel like he's really putting, laying it on thick. You know, I feel like they kind of lost some of that edge. But even then, I, I still think that, like, it's still a better characterization, even though they took out some things here and there. 
Um, Pat, what did you think about the Flash's dialogue in that scene? Like all the stuff about like save one versus uh, what he. I felt I, like that was much stronger. Like the I, Flash was a much stronger character. Well, you mean like with or without that? So like it, it was like his character development was better because it was like he was really scared to go into his first fight. Yeah. With, you know, like gods or you know, like aliens and shit. Yeah. And and, and now he was just like. Okay, I'm doing this. Let me be a superhero. So, and I just felt like it didn't work here's, for me. Here's the dialogue my dialogue was bad. Here's my thought on that. My thought would be that, granted, that was a good character moment in a shitty movie, and it did help, but it still didn't get the job done. Where in this point, I mean, uh, in this movie, I think they changed it out for not better, not worse, but a similar character beat. When the Flash points out the beat. The Flash points out, uh, like, hey, guys, this isn't together. And uh, when the Parademon is shooting at him and he does all the, like, the movements and then he just pushes that guy and he slams into a wall and is like, he busts open. It's like, okay, so now we know that the Flash actually is a formidable force. He can actually fight. Well, not fight, fight, but you know what I mean? You can use him in battle. And two, they actually, once they do that, Batman calls out, like, you guys get those upstairs. Uh, and I'll make sure these guys follow me and Wonder Woman's handling Steppenwolf. And mm-hmm. so they start working like a team after that moment where two of them get the hostages out. The Flash does that cool thing where he like removes all the rubble from coming down over them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Cyborg goes to get the mother box and he tells them like he says something like I'll be back. Go back downstairs. And the Flash is like, oh, sword lady, bat guy, aliens. And like goes back yeah. downstairs. <laughs> I thought those character moments they still worked. You know what I mean? I don't think they're any better or worse, which is kind of maybe even worse, like it's indifference. Uh, but they still worked for me. I thought those moments worked. Do you got what uh, Mike and Danny? Do, do you have anything to say about that? So I thought, you know, I, I, one of my, one of the points I wrote down was actually like, I, I thought it was really interesting how Batman was really ineffective in most of these fights. Like mm-hmm. he really couldn't do shit until he got his big gun in his toy and then he started doing all I the also feel like that's a product that is the Justice League action though. Batman always plays yeah. the sidelines during Justice League which, properties. Yeah, which is totally fine. That's not a criticism. I think that like, you know, really underpins his need for the teamwork and his whole reasoning mm-hmm. on like getting everybody together. Yeah, and also like and it's it shows you that like Batman is a formidable force. Like Superman one time in the comics said that Batman's the most dangerous person that he ever knows because he is a mortal yet he can run toe-to-toe with the gods, pretty much. Yeah. Like, these new gods that are on yeah. the planet. So, I, I also, I, I kind of agree that, you know, like, he is, like, a sideline character, but he also is, he's the planner. He's the he's sort of, like, the, the leader tactician. of this little ragtag. Yeah, he's the one who's planning everything. However, one thing that we will, I want to bring up that I didn't like about this one, that I actually liked more in the Joss Whedon one, about the Superman resurrection, which, which we'll, we'll get to yeah. whenever we All right. get to that. Um, I, I I have a big note about Batman in that one. That Martin, I, but I did I did think I did think the Flash, because it, it did show his, like to your question, Nick. I think his fight and his you know I, he found to be more effective in this one, and I think that made him have more of a stre- like strength as a character as opposed to being like in the other movie, especially like when Batman saves literally the entire apartment right. complex and he just saves the one truck. Like he's not constantly being. Which I missed that family, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's like for me, 
it's the same thing that I have an issue with for Cyborg, where it's just like fully formed hero, ready for service. Like, I I like a scene where it's like these people have never done the superhero thing before. So for Batman to give the Flash the inspiration to say, save one person, you can do this. You can stand here next to these heroes and you can be effective. Versus him just like being on the same level. It's like, I feel like that's weaker storytelling. So while Pat, you do make a good point about like showing him to be effective. Yeah, it's just every, preference too. That's does, all it is, you know? he does at the end of the movie does that. It's like, he, yeah. this would be a moment for him to grow. And then at the movie, he, at the end of the movie, he proves himself and shows I am um, supposed to be a member of this. I'll team. give you that. All right. So moving on, because I want to get going here. Um, We're just going to say it right now. I think we all agree this. The Martian Manhunter scene, while cool, doesn't serve the narrative. We didn't really need it. Could have cut it right out. Saved us okay, five it minutes. Takes away. And it takes it, it kind of takes ta away from that whole conversation. Because then I'm watching. I was like, so is Martha actually Martha in this movie? And now it just makes me question <laughs> Superman's mom. Like when the, that like, reunited the, scene. The was only just, thing. Got me drawn on the wall I, I, get, I get the reason why he Martian. did it. I get the reason why he did it. He wanted to get Lois Lane back out into the journalism world because she is a force that can help, like, and do good. Because she had, like, you know, Pulitzer Prize, yada, yada, yada. She's very well decorated, so don't let that talent go to waste. The only thing this movie did that, I mean, this scene did to serve the narrative, right, is it showed us the pregnancy test. That's the yeah, only yeah. thing it showed us. You After that, it could you could have just cut it away. That's all. I mean, I, I, thought, I thought with the two, it's kind of like a you know a recall to action, obviously for Lois and the Martian Manhunter knows how important Lois Lane is to the possible chaos of the future. Right, right. Of that happening, so it's. I mean, if you're looking at it as like a, as you know, Zach's or um, as the like trilogy that he's envisioned. Right. That makes. I get. Sense I thought about that too. Is that probably in sequels this will pay off? But who we can get to that later on. So I, I, I hated that. Like Bat, Batman was like, uh, I had a vision and it told me it was Barry Allen and he said that Lois Lane is important. It's like, dude, don't just say it. I know. Have it show. Don't tell. Um, I, thought, I thought. I thought that was super so. Random, going to the like Superman Batman resurrection though. Know what I was talking about before. That's the, I have the same issue with the Lois Lane thing is the key. It's, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get All right. to it. Um, so so, so I Superman. I, I, need to I need to pump the brakes, though. We went through that whole battle scene. We didn't talk about Batman's voice one time. What was up with that? Oh, how it was like, because since he was yelling, his real voice was louder than the modulation. So it yeah. sounded like this weird mix of Ben Affleck and Ben Affleck, who like just did whippets. Like that's okay, what I, it sounds I thought that like. Was, I thought that like, was my TV at a certain point or like a streaming issue, but it was like a weird, like, you know, slapback delay kind of thing. Yeah. It, was, it sounded terrible. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what the fuck was up with that. Okay, I thought cool. it was just like, Someone oh, heat of battle. Like, is that what's going on? Um, <laughs> so. Moving, that's a good point though, Nick. Glad you brought that up. Uh, <laughs> moving forward though, the resurrection scene. The only note I have about about the resurrection scene, the resurrection itself is still really stupid. I think that's still really dumb. I think how they come to the conclusion of how to resurrect him is way more organic and it's yeah. way more fleshed out yeah. and it's them thinking together and working yeah. as a team, which was mm -hmm. way more important than just... Batman being like, we can use the box to wake up Superman. And everyone's yeah. like, yeah, let's fucking do it. And, and with him up until no the moment, yup, up until the moment that they do it, 
that's when they, they start to divide. Aquaman's like, we need to abort yeah. right now. Uh, Batman's like, shut up, keep doing it. Cyborg says no, and Flash interprets that as go. I was like, you and Wonder Woman's just standing there, like, I will fight anything. I don't care. Like, this <laughs> is all petty. perfect characterization. It's all my, perfect. My notes, my notes for this are team building and character moments. <laughs> the worst, the it would have been a perfect scene. The one problem with it is when they're explaining or trying to like ideate how to resurrect him. Cyborg says something, and Aquaman's like, English, please. <laughs> like, the, you know, the very classic trope. I was like, A, you're Atlantean. B, you speak Icelandic as well. Like, like dude, you know more about the mother boxes probably than anybody besides, like, Wonder Diana. Woman. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, but go on, Danny. What, what would you, what, what did you have to say about this? Well, no, so, so with the resurrection, one thing that I did like was they at least foreshadow that the Flash can turn back time which he essentially had to do in order to uh, hit the box at the right time. Right. But with the resurrection, now, like, the battle ensues. They're fighting Superman, which they kept that the same, which I thought I thought the battle was cool in both versions. What I didn't like about the change here, I liked in the Joss Whedon cut how Batman called and had Alfred pick up Lois Lane as his contingency I, I like that way which, more. I like that so much more, more in the theatrical cut because yep. it, it gives her a reason to be there just, other than, hey, I just happen to be at my normal morning spot. Like, you know what I mean? Like Exactly. Well, yeah, I give, they they got set that coffee up. and everything. But also it shows that Batman is always a step ahead. He's always yes, thinking ahead. Exactly. I will. I will say, like they did set that up in the beginning when Lois Lane was bringing the coffee to the cops, and he's like, "You never miss a day." Like, yeah, she, that's she, true. She, that's part of her. Uh, however, I felt it was yeah, kind of lame. Like Batman at that point, as opposed to Batman, like being like, "I'm well, a But also, Martian Manhunter intervened at the right moment as Mark. Interesting. Kent. Yes, that's a great I, point. I do feel like um, it kind of like emasculates Batman though, because in the last one, Batman was there and he got grabbed in the face. It was still shit talking Superman. And he was like, Alfred, bring in the big guns, right? You know, thinking ahead. Whereas in this one, Superman melts those two Humvees and then out from around the corner walks Batman and the guys on the floor is like, Hey, you all right. And he, when he picks him up, he like smacks him on the back and then, and then goes back to smoldering and staring. And the best is after that, when Superman is, you know, fucking up the justice league, which was so much better in this movie than the last one, I think. Uh, you still see Batman in the background standing there waiting, just waiting. Like, here, I'm, I hit my mark. I'll just wait for my cue now to say my line. Like, that's what it was You're like. It's like, nah, dude, Batman would have been like, been like, uh, where the fuck's my kryptonite rock? Or like, maybe right. I can use this door as a shield or something. Like, you know what I mean? And it's well, just I, so convenient that he had the gauntlets to like stop Superman from fucking melting him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they at least set up the gauntlets earlier with yeah, Alfred right. working on them, saying they can block energy and everything. But again, I, like, it just, like, Batman standing there waiting for his mark in the first one is just because he's like, I know I can't do anything here. If you shoot Superman with kryptonite now, you might trigger him even further and just piss him off even more. Yeah. And then everyone is screwed. And so I like that Batman was just sitting there. He's like, I can't contribute here. I'm just going to wait until he grabs me by the face and I can call Alfred in. I also, I also think it's like a paralyzation of fear kind of thing because he's like, I did this whole thing in BVS where like, you know, we were going toe to toe and he's like, this whole thing happened. He's like, I don't want to fight Superman again. 
Superman died last time we fought. Like, we need him this time. Yeah, don't forget, Superman. I I kicked your fucking ass last time, okay? (laughs) Oh, I know that, Um, but... That, that, I mean, like I said, I liked her being the secret weapon, like bringing the big guns. I thought that was going to be the kryptonite spear again, but I, I enjoyed that in that it was Lois Lane, actually. And once again, that's one of those things I don't realize I enjoy until you take it away. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, we're, we're all agree there. Um, I got a line delivery that they kept in this scene as well. I mean, in this version, as well as the theatrical version. So we'll just save it to when we get to there. But I think you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, actually don't. I uh, also, Superman having his real face and not CGI oh, mustache. Oh my god, better. what a fucking that that made me feel so much better. <laughs> I was like, dude, this is amazing. <laughs> Henry Cavill has his real face in this movie. Um, so moving forward, or to, uh, I have I have part five, which I named Fuck, because I guess I was I was running low on steam at this point. The second viewing. <laughs> Wait, can I? Is this does this include the scene with um, Steppenwolf getting the mother box, or is that still part of the battle scene in the last chapter? Uh, it's still the part of the battle scene in the last chapter, getting the yeah. getting the I, final one. I I do think we should t- touch on that because that was incredible. That was a great moment, and the way it leads them to re- realize how to find the mother box. Right, right. That was so cool. Like I wrote, I wrote, like I wrote uh, Silas's sacrifice, frowny face. Yeah. But also, why? And then to like. Two seconds later. Oh, Oh. (laughs) (laughs) yeah. And I, 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 oh, that's why I knew he wouldn't. I was like, why would he kill himself? I love the way that they frame Steppenwolf in that sequence too. Like the ax comes through the door and when he pulls it out, they, they blow open and then he steps underneath and comes through. I was was like, oh shit, dude, Steppenwolf's actually fucking imposing in this one. Yeah. But yeah, no, uh, that's, and I think before that he talks to dark side. So real quick, we'll take a minute. He doesn't have a lot of screen time. What's our thoughts on dark side? Um, I, I don't know, but I can't really say much about dark side. I don't feel one way or another, but I loved the, the look of the, like the way they were communicating through that, the zoom like, call. Yeah. The block. zoom call that they had. And, uh, yeah, that was so cool. I saw a tweet that, really that cool. said like when Desaad went to go get dark side, dark side sounded like he just was like answering the phone of some guy he didn't <laughs> want to talk to. And he just gets on the call and he's like, Oh, Steppenwolf. <laughs> like, he's, Oh, God. Steppenwolf. Got, got it. Like he's on the other end. Like fucking thanks. Desaad. You know what I mean? Like, so I ask you to take a note who's calling me. Yeah, like uh <laughs> I um I like when Darkseid is there or Darkseid's on the call, Steppenwolf takes down his armor and yeah. get, makes himself completely vulnerable and like bows and everything. I'm like, "Oh, Steppenwolf has a sense of fucking pride. He actually knows what, you know, knows what's good and what's not, you know. He knows his yeah. place pretty much." Um but okay, so we we diverted to that. It was it's what it 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 was good. I liked I liked the visual, whether how much it served the story or not. Obviously, they're setting up sequels, but I liked the way I liked the visuals. I liked the way it was done. Um, so then we have what did I put? Like, oh, I like the Wonder Woman Aquaman dynamic when they're digging up Superman. I like it's like they talk about yeah. the history between the Ant- Atlanteans and the Amazons, and he basically says, uh, she says, excuse me. She says hate is not uh hate is not the way pretty much that's what she says. Yeah. And Aquaman is pretty much just like, well, I don't really like the people like I don't really like where I'm from, so therefore no hard feelings. You know what I mean? 
So it shows that there's these two people who are separate from the conflict who can still come together and work towards a common goal. That's what I really why, appreciate about why this. Why aren't they helping with the grave? Like, why are they just sitting in the van? Well, that's <laughs> a good not. point. They're However, the dialogue, the, the dialogue between Cyborg and um, the Flash is, you know, I can do this in like half a second, right? And Cyborg goes, well, he's worth it. Like, it's worth them to take the time and be gentle and make sure they're respecting his grave before they dig so, him up and try this weird science experiment. Neither, neither of them had – the only one who had a relationship with him was, was Wonder Woman. Well, yeah. um, what do you call it? The, the Flash was like Superman is, is my hero. hero yeah, so. that's, that's true. It's just yeah. out of reverence that they're for, doing For it. me, it's like they, they could have just like put them a little bit closer to the grave or like maybe not had them there at all, had them doing something else. It was just weird that they're like sitting in the van. They, I wish they were like drinking beers. They have like <laughs> I fucked this up. I don't know how I – I don't know. I don't know how I wrote this. I don't know how I wrote this, but I somehow put that Superman resurrection stuff before this. And then just read my notes about the oh. fucking yeah. So we already did the. We're coming up to a section we already did. So let's finish this and then we'll yeah, we'll, skip, coming, we'll skip we'll skip to part six. For, we'll skip to part six. I, I got nothing else to add to that. Yeah, yeah but part the five, only part five ends with the sacrifice. Yeah, Doctor Stone. Yeah, the only thing the only thing that I wrote down here that's any different is LOL Justice League grave robs and uh and just Lois is poorly integrated and that's pretty much it. So we'll go to part six right now. And this was kind of like the most like fast paced part. I think like this one oh, was yeah. just pick up and go like never fucking stops. Uh, so because I liked was, it was so slow in the first part. It's I, just like, all right, now let's get to the end. I liked the two fathers voiceovers from Jarrell mm -hmm. and from, uh, can Kevin Cosner, Mr. Kent, <laughs> uh, that are guiding him to, you know, be a hero, guiding Superman to be a hero once more. Um, the only thing is that the black suit, I don't understand the choice of the black suit. It looks cool yeah, and I like no. it. It looks cool. But I narratively, all, all they needed to do was like, be like, something just like a, a voiceover from Russell Crowe just saying like, Hey, uh, this one's the one you want to wear. Cause it's the one of our ceremonial, whatever, or it'll make you stronger or it'll help you heal faster. Anything. To, yeah. Pretty much right. to justify wearing the black suit. That's all. That's the only complaint I have about that scene. Other than that, it's yeah, perfect. It's, it fucking looks dope. However, does, yeah. does it help set up to the, the end part? where we see no because he's wearing the blue suit then so i don't think it really has anything to, oh, i don't true. think it really has anything to do with the narrative at all i think it has to do with i think it has to do with just it was a cool choice like they put him in the black suit like that that's fan service that's what they, this the one thing we haven't mentioned is that this movie is in fact loaded with fan service and i don't think we noticed it because we appreciate it but it's there and it's in your face the entire time um so how does I, one thing as far as fan service? Did you guys was this a uh, a reference to uh, to Marvel? They were talking about like oh Victor Victor and Doom. They kept saying Victor and Doom boxes, and I was like Victor Von Doom. Is that what? You're, or is this just a coincidence? I think it's just a coincidence. They put Ben Parker's name on one of the headstones that that Superman oh, punches yeah? through uh, yeah. when he's trying to fight the Flash. So that was a, they definitely like that was an obvious nod to Spider Man. Um, moving forward. Uh, how does Superman know where the Batcave is? He's Superman. I just, I'm just yeah, curious. No, he, yeah, that's, uh, that's fine. Superman. Like that, 
He's just OP. I get that. I get that he's Superman, but you guys are, are also forgetting that the guy that we're talking about is also Batman, like who is constantly so one step oh, ahead of not, Superman. You know, the, the thing is, I'm sure Batman did something where he let like it be able to be found because he wanted Superman to come back after. Oh, okay. So now we're we're in the end. We're in the part with the radiate uh, where they're in russia and you know batman's like i just have to yeah he's like i just have to knock louder and he like shoots the missiles and goes through and right okay that whole sequence is a hundred times better the team dynamic and banter is a hundred times better the banter between steppenwolf and wonder woman though it built up this relationship of him just talking shit to her and getting her all riled up to fight him as hard as possible. So much better at the, the end. Really, yes. Yeah. One of the really, really cool things I thought about that is when super, or I'm sorry, when Batman like drops them all off in the ship and he like, he's like, okay, I'm going to go, you know, destroy the, um, the shield on top. The only person looking back as the door is closing is wonder woman. Like she, you can see her gaze looking through, looking at Batman. Cause she knows she's like, he's going to kill himself. <laughs> he's going to die. <laughs> Instead of like, you know, in the uh, original cut and the theatrical cut where they went in and they were just like, this was your plan to get killed, that, da, 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 and like it scolded him. <laughs> um, like, this it, one, it, it's felt much more cohesive and like, you know, we are holding you up as a team. You do not have to do this alone. It felt like a very satisfying circular arc for me. Yeah, yeah. And also it's just like, again, like we were talking about with Batman always can't contribute in the middle of the battle. It's like, this is his job. Yeah. He has the cool toys. He has the stuff that can actually get in <laughs> he there. He has the world's only high-speed tank. Um, yeah, so has a tank. Cyborg made uh, so then, like airship. Got it to then fly. We, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he can talk to machines. Um, so then uh, I have written down, them losing is chef's kiss. Mwah. Like, when they fucking lose, right, and the mother, the unity is complete, and the whole world just fucking explodes. And the Flash <laughs> enters the Speed Force and says, I got to break the rule. I got to break the rule, right? That was like, oh, my God. The fucking balls on Zack Snyder to have the fucking... They lost? They fucking lost? And then when they went through again, I was like, oh, okay. He's going to reverse time and everything. But the way that you see their bones re- like superman like Yo. reconstructs and you see like cyborg skull and everything come together i was that like was Mortal so, so fucking cool yeah. did you guys think it was going to go to nightmare world then I, that's what i thought, that's what yeah, I thought the first time but I, I i just love it like it was almost like the uh uh what was it the the matt damon movie uh Oh, we were talking about the with the oh. facial reconstruction. Oh, Elysium, Elysium, Elysium. Yeah, Goodwill Elysium. Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. Hunting. Yeah, Elysium. It was like the facial reconstruction. Zack Snyder's cut of Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but yeah, it's that that was loved it. I loved it. I loved it almost as much cool. as the moment when Superman flies in and Superman oh. doesn't block. Superman doesn't put. He just stands there, takes the axe to the shoulder, and just goes. Not impressed. I was like, oh, that is so fucking cool. Then he freezes the axe. He breaks it and then kicks that motherfucker hard as hell. (laughs) It was awesome. And then he just yeets off the dude's horn. Yeah. I do love how. (laughs) That was so good. (laughs) I do love how with the Flash actually technically saving the day, it didn't feel so much like a deus ex machina of, you know, just Superman Superman coming through and just like, save the day. You know what? Which he kind of. 
did, but at the same time, it was really well, the flash. You want to know what? They, they, all, they all played a part, though. This, exactly. this like goes back important to that battle. This goes back to understanding the superhero you're adapting's powers. All of their powers, for the most part, were fully realized. You know what I mean? This the Flash can enter the Speed Force and change time, and like change time. There's a whole Danny. I know you don't know about it, but there's a whole comic book series called the Flashpoint Paradox, where Flash changes the fucking world with that power. And the fact that they brought it, the fact that they brought it to this movie is I. I could. I, I was in. I, my jaw was dry. I was like, "They're fucking doing this. They're really doing this." I, mean, Barry, I saw he was like in space. I was like, "This must be a metaphor for he's changing the whole universe right yeah. now and just <laughs> going back in time." Yeah. Um. But yeah, I. Uh, that was great. Uh, what, what was it? Flash. Yeah, Flash time travel is great. And then I wrote in big letters, "Superman," because Superman is. Although he's not, he's not the Superman from like the theatrical clear Superman. He's kind of like this darker, more brooding Superman. Still seeing him kick ass was awesome. I was like, oh, he's not just quipping and punching people. He really wants to murder this guy. There's a scene in this movie where Batman stands on the top of the nuclear reactor, looks down and sees Superman continuously punching the shit out of Steppenwolf, and they don't cut away. They just nope. show how brutal he's beating this guy's ass. I love it. Just it just goes to show how he's he's a different person now that he's been brought back to life. Like he lost. Like there's a part of his soul that he lost when he died. Kind of like Vision. Like get back. I think way. actually in the in first one, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, when he gets the Black Spider-Man suit. <laughs> He becomes I, an I hope emo. I have a dancing scene. Um, <laughs> Wait, we gotta, we gotta make that. Superman <laughs> dances his way to the final battle. Um, was it? Was was it? Oh, the Aquaman scene. His moment was fucking piking that guy and putting him up. Uh, that guy, uh, stabbing through Steppenwolf and holding him above. And when he throws him into the boom tube. Wonder Woman chops his fucking head off. And when that when that happened, as like, you know, because the slow-mo, I had time to get a complete thought out. I was like, Mm -hmm. I was like, his head is landing under Darkseid's foot and he's gonna fucking smash it. Mm -hmm. And that's exact I was like, that's what I wanted to see. Perfect. Wonderful. So much more badass than like the parademon smelling fear or whatever. I shit my pants now. The parademons want to murder me. (laughs) (laughs) They don't like the smell of shit. (laughs) No, it was so, so, so much better. And the fact that they were just like, see, I told you he'd fail. And he's like, well, guess we got to invade the planet like we always do, boys. (laughs) All right, boy. Hey, pack pack it up. You know the one planet I can't keep track of? I'm like, ah, where did I put that planet? We found it, so we're going to go do what we do best. We have a portal open here and, you know, a couple hundred thousand parademons, but let's close that portal. Let's wait and see what happens. Let's Let's wait wait and see what happens. I thought it was just like, you know, television. I thought it was just like, oh, they're just they're just tuning in. They're, they're seeing what's going on. And then when his head flew, it was like, why is Superman still sitting there? Superman should have fucked up Darkseid by now. 
yeah, went in there and just beat his yeah. ankle. Well, I, I will say he doesn't he doesn't know like the grander scheme of things. He's unaware of the machinations that are happening. Yeah, that's true. I, I have seen a lot of Superman material where him and Darkseid have kind of an intimate, like uh fuck you relationship. So maybe I was expecting a little bit more. However, I guess I didn't take into account that Superman doesn't know who Darkseid is, but Darkseid does know that Superman is the last Kryptonian. All right. So I do love the idea. Come on. So let's wrap up here. I wanted to ask you about before you move on. Yeah. I wrote, I have a second chance. Dot, dot, dot. I'm like, was that a line that I was trying to say was good? Do you guys know what that means? On the farm. He says to Lois that he's going to go help the Justice League because he was given a second chance to be who he's supposed to be. It calls back to his conflict in Man of Steel where he doesn't know should he just assimilate or should he stand out and be the hero that people deserve. That's that's what it calls back to. It's not I, it's not I, I amazing. Guess I, liked it. I, I guess that's why I put that down. Yeah. All right. <laughs> So we're going to move into the epilogue here, and this is pretty much the <laughs> only parts of the movie where I'm like, why the fuck would they ever let him put this in here? So yeah. um, first off, the nightmare scene. It's fun, but uh, doesn't serve the narrative, and Jared Leto fucking sucks as the Joker, okay? that's I'm going to, okay. With the sun in the background, and why is it so blurry? All right, it's, it's a nightmare. Okay, okay. So, yes, but it looked like shit. So, it looked like there was Vaseline just, on the screen. Just, <laughs> well, I grease my TVs before I watch movies, so I was like, this is normal. But okay, so to just to give you guys some context, Ben Affleck and Jared Leto were never in the same room together. And when I found that out, I was like, oh, is that why it feels I was like, is that why it feels like Jared Leto is just speaking into a camera and not to a human? Um, uh, There was a couple instances where uh, Ben Affleck and Joe Manganiello, who played Deathstroke, were on set together for their Mm -hmm. quick like scenes. Um, However, they had to shoot like everyone a little bit remotely. So Zack Snyder was like zooming into set. Because uh, on some of these days, since he was traveling or whatever, to direct these actors. And that might be why Batman and the Joker and Deathstroke really only get the spotlight in these scenes. That right. being said, um, Batman saying, make no mistake, I will fucking kill you. And giving that context about Harley Quinn, I was like, that's fucking cool. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a little upset. I won't know what that is or where that's going. Because unless I'm not. I, I don't get a trilogy, I will say this, though. Depending on the numbers for this, I I would be very shocked if they did not tell him that he could make a sequel. I'd be super shocked. Yeah, um, I mean they they have don't want they, it. they have to be prepared for it. I don't they want have, and I I I actually have a thought on what I feel like they actually should do, which I feel like what they should do with this, clearly they couldn't do this in one movie. Granted, I understand it was a, another director stepped in. I totally get it. But clearly they couldn't do this in one movie, and they needed four hours to tell a cohesive oh, there's a five, story. Oh, there's a five-hour and six-hour version of this, too, he said. This is just the <laughs> vision so he felt putting out. Point. What I think they should do with this, they won't. They absolutely won't do this. But here's what I feel like they should do. Scratch the idea of making a movie out of this. Throw it away. Forget a movie trilogy. Make it a Justice League series on HBO Max where you can have six one-hour, 80-minute episodes, whatever it is you want. I understand it's completely different storytelling going to TV 
because you need hard endings at each one. But clearly they need more time to do this, make it a TV series, yeah. and make it the best possible yeah. thing you can get. All right, all right. How about just not put fucking character origins into your fucking team up movie? Then you don't need four hours. <laughs> yeah, that's a good yeah, point that's, too. That's another good um, point. The, another good point. The other thing was that like the weird line about who's gonna give you a reach round. I was like, all right, that definitely was not oh needed. My God. Uh, so I was like, that was so that was such though. fucking weird. However, I like the Joker is giving him a card saying, "I offer you a truce to help you undo what you did because you like the Joker basically makes a point saying." This is all your fault, but I'm willing to help you fix it and and put our differences aside because even this shit is too fucked up for me. <laughs> like, like that's the best way he put it. That's a great point. There's only yeah. so much makeup left on the yeah. I'm low. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and look how white my face is. Um, what was I going to say? Have you, guys, have you guys seen all the, all the articles and interviews? It's like... The Snyder Cut has given uh, Jared Leto has saved Jared Leto's Joker. It gives him a new like. It's like you fuck you. This made it worse. This is so much worse. Um, That being said, it made me question. It made me question why we have a segment on this show dedicated to that guy. Um, (laughs) That being said, though, we got okay. There's kind of this debate going around right now. All right, I'm here to. I'm putting it to rest. Okay, when they're moving back into the farm, I bought the bank. That's great. Then he says, congratulations, by the way. He's not talking about his engagement. He's talking about the fact that Lois is pregnant. And you fucking see that because she's carrying a bassinet into the house while he says it. Like, I missed it. It's it's there is. (laughs) And guess what? Two days later, I see on Twitter, Zack Snyder confirms that Lois is pregnant in Batman. I mean, that whatever yeah. in justice league yeah. it's like yeah, no yeah. shit just watch the fucking movie that's all you had to do i missed it man i, I, I didn't notice I, it I, I completely missed people thought that that was like a congratulations on an engagement i was like it's very clear about everything going in the scene about yeah exactly and like the whole thing is supposed to like it i mean look i didn't know this until afterwards after i watched the movie but Zack snyder has released his whole like what he wanted to do with two and yeah. three after this mm-hmm. and basically part of the plot point was that uh, you know, Su- Lois gets vaporized. That makes Superman more easy to to be succumb to the anti life equation. Darkseid uses him to take over the planet. Batman sacrifices himself. Whatever it changes the whole history of the world. Lois and Superman are back together. Whatever, right? They name their child Bruce, and it goes yeah. like and twenty years later. Superman. Yeah, sorry, no, he's gonna be the next Batman. They give him like twenty yeah. years later. He has his own like superhuman powers, and st- that was the road he was gonna go down. So it was gonna be this weird like Batman gives his life so Superman can continue his type You're of like vibe. Yeah. yeah. So that being said, like I get where that was going, and I I appreciated that, but I also just feel like you didn't need to put this in here because this wasn't in the original. Like you shot this for this movie. It's the only thing they shot. Uh, for the new stuff, you know, I mean, for this cut of the film and I get you had the opportunity to, but was it absolutely needed? No, not at all. And neither was the, neither was the next scene with, um, Martian Manhunter. Martian Manhunter Mm -hmm. wasn't even supposed to be in that scene. He wanted to make that a green lantern. He wanted to make that John Stewart. yeah. Yeah. And WB told him, 
please do not do that because we are trying to fix Green Lantern. Yeah. <laughs> and and so he was just like, well, okay, I guess Man I guess we'll just do Martian fine. Manhunter too. But it's like, okay, so now all you told us was that Martian Manhunter was kind of doing pretending to be different people. He he was gen he was the general in Man of Steel and in Batman vs Superman. And now you're telling me that he sat out three world ending events and then comes to Batman and says, Hey, let me tell you something that you already fucking know, but I'm here to introduce myself. So in case you need me, here's my, uh, in case you need me, I'll be there to help. Here's no way to contact me. See you later. Bye. Like that's, that's the whole point of that scene. Yeah. My favorite part about that is it's like Batman wakes up and then he just comes out and he's like, yeah, you're a, you're an alien. (laughs) <laughs> okay, um, and at this point he's just not surprised or, like what do you want to do you want to come in go back you, you want to come in yeah. for a minute like <laughs> yeah it's coffee? literally like that it's just so like batman's out there with his fucking morning situation. wood trying to talk to this <laughs> alien like like dude get the fuck out of here where the fuck were you <laughs> but, <laughs> you were you mean you were watching this all unfold the whole yeah. time and you could have helped but like finally um, i think i can help so I had to talk to Lois Lane. I was pretty busy. <laughs> so I have, I have the. Oh my god, this fucked up. I had, to get Lois Lane I, had I had the bat tank written down because there's a bat. The there's a the tank that Batman stands on at like towards the ending montage. That is literally lifted right out of a comic book. I was like, so once again, fan service, but also it was good. I liked it. It shows you that Batman's back to doing what he's doing. Uh, the Lex Luthor stuff. I could have done without it. Didn't need it. I, I like how it gives Deathstroke that little bit of like interesting. Oh, by the way, Batman is Bruce Wayne. Go anywhere though, so you should have just cut it out. Um, was it the? Cl- oh, the clowns line when Deathstroke is like, "I heard you're a few clowns short of a circus." Yeah. I was like, "That's fucking great. That's a great That's fucking funny. line." That's funny. Um, like I said, Martian Manhunter totally wasted not needed but i did write in big letters afterwards when the credits started i did write epic and that's what this movie is it's absolutely epic like it's unlike anything it's unlike any superhero movie i've seen before if i'm quite honest i get that there's i get that there's other team of movies with the Avengers stuff and the x-men movies and all that but this was something else entirely like i cannot it tells a complete story without any other supplementary films. You know what I mean? Like it gives you the full like context Batman of the Superman. <laughs> <laughs> well, they show you, bro. They tell you what's going on. And then being fair, to be fair, I watched it with two people who um they are aware because they hear their boyfriend complain. And I watched it with somebody else. And I watched it with somebody else who has no concept of any of this. And she watched it from start to finish was the first movie. uh, I mean, the first any superhero movie that she watched. And she was just like, she was like, that was a lot better than I was expecting it to be. Like even, you know, the common man liked this movie. That's an A plus. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, (laughs) that's an A plus, you know, but so I'm any, DC, any, you really, you really helped yourself out by setting <laughs> but the bar so. Low. I want to turn it over. That's the thing they set the bar so low. I want to turn so it over. Better. I want to turn it over to you guys to give me your last final bits and thoughts in the movie. I'll just say this though, it has flaws. It definitely could have had shit cut out of it. We've gone over it pretty much everything. Although I think there's still some accentuating stuff you guys still want to talk about. But the point that I made was epic. Was that when I see a movie I really like in the theaters, right? And we don't have the theatrical experience now. Um, and, I, you know, the anticipation for it and the hype for it. And then I watch it 
and it's really fucking good. It meets all my expectations, right? Even though it wasn't great. When the credits start rolling and you hear the score start to swell and everything, sometimes, you know, it's late on a Saturday or a Friday or this and that. It's like you get a little full of emotion because it's like, wow, I'm never going to see that. Oh, no, no. It's like, wow, I'm never going to see that again, uh, like in that context. I'm always going to remember something differently. Or, you know what I mean? And that's what I felt after watching it, not only the first time, but the second time I was like, this is, this is fucking, this is special. I really appreciate this. And that's why I put it as Epic. And I think everybody who has any interest in watching this movie should fucking do it. So that's my final thoughts. You guys go ahead, wrap it up. And then we'll take a, we'll take some listener questions. Um, so it was fine. I still give it a bad grade. I still think it's sad that they had to do another movie in order to tell this story. I think that's bad on the studio. And, I, you know, I don't really have much hope for the rest of the series. That's a super interesting point, actually. Like, figuring out, like, is this a really bad look for the studio? Yeah, um, yeah, the fact that they had to do it twice. Yeah, and spend all this extra money. Um, they have had, think- to add context sex, though, the guy who forced them to put it out, he has since been removed, and Walter Hamada is in his spot now, and he's the guy who approved this. Just to add yeah, context to that. That's, that's the thing. He's a scapegoat. Well, I mean, this isn't that's the only really, thing he got fired really for. He like he, he, had a, he had a bunch of other stuff like that it he happens. had transgressed. But, all right. I Wait, I didn't say my Okay, part. Okay, go, go, go. Let Burke say his part. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of, I'm, in, I'm in the middle of it. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed watching the 2017 cut and then watching this cut. And kind of it scratched all of the itches that I felt myself having in the original version. But I think a lot to, like, you know, Nick and Dan's points where it's how much do you, like, you know, the original movie should have held up better than it did. Does it need to have a recut? That speaks to the quality of the movie and the studio and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I enjoyed the absolute hell out of this. If I were to just, like, sit down and watch this film on its own, it would be very satisfying. It would be very holistic, comprehensive. I would enjoy it. And I think y'all should, too. So we got two and you're a bad you're a bad person if you don't watch it and that's that's really <laughs> what we're getting at here. Um, so hey, let's audience, take you do what you so want let's take some listener questions now. I was I was I pulled this morning and I actually got some stuff. Like I got eight questions here. First one is from um, uh, Marco. He hosts the Double Zero podcast. He said overall I thought it was very good. I wish there was more dark side. Hashtag restore the Snyder cut. And he said, if you're going to give me the four horsemen, which is one of the things that Steppenwolf is, he says, I need at least 35 minutes of dark side. So this is someone who actually wanted a longer movie, who they were okay with another 35 minutes of movie. Marco, get your head checked. Jesus <laughs> Christ, I feel bad for you. Okay. Oh, my God. So then we have, next question is from Horace, who is, uh, you guys know, is my brother. Um he, uh, he says, I'd like to hear a conversation talking about how Zack Snyder had the ability to make a four-hour movie and if that definitely helped him make a better quality film, which I believe that it did. Um, I feel like, he says, I feel like that's been overlooked and if this was coming to theaters, would Zack Snyder be able to get over this hurdle? Would Zack Snyder be able to get a cut, this cut of the movie down to... I, I Personally, I think if they cut this down by 40 minutes just for HBO max, it would have been, it would have sung like it would have been amazing. Yep. And, Agreed. but that even if they would have cut it down to three hours or two forty-five with a bunch of stuff, like 
you know, none of the real plot stuff, but just some stuff here and there. I think a three hour version of this theatrically would have worked. Dude, Lord of the Rings, Endgame, like all there's three hour movies yeah, that exist that do agree. that do yeah, well yeah. all the time. Speed just up some of the slow-mo shots. It's true. Take out a lot of the unneeded slow-mo. Um, so yeah, I think he would be able to. Plus, to add to that, this isn't the first time we've seen this from a Zack Snyder film. Okay. 300 has an extended. The only extended cuts he hasn't done for movies, like director's cuts, are Man of Steel and I think Sucker Punch. Everything else he says he has hours long's version of because that's he makes a film and the studio makes him cut it down to get it in theaters. That's how it works and that's how his workflow is. Um so oh, then Jess Campos uh asked, does Jason Momoa look hotter in the Snyder cut? Please do a review on his hotness. Okay, do you do you mind? Do you mind? Do you it's mind? go ahead, Dave. He always looks hot. There's right. no higher bar. There's no way he can get hotter. He's just always hot. That is a beautiful man, objectively. I mean, so I guess, yeah, every time I see Jason Momoa, he gets hotter. So, yeah, you could say he's hotter. <laughs> this is your subsequent viewing uh, uh, of we him. Got another, we did get another one from Jess saying, why is the movie 4-3 and why is it off-center? It's not off-center. 4-3 is the IMAX aspect ratio that this film was shot in. There's a whole science behind how the screen looks in in the movie theater it's just you, whatever it's just, it, it looks better this way that that's this pretty much what it is it's just this is the way he wanted to shoot it i i forgot it was four three as i was watching yeah, yeah it I didn't did, bother I me at all i, I thought forgot. that was gonna bother me it didn't it actually i actually kind of like it and i would prefer to watch more stuff in four three now because of this and batman vs superman extended edition is getting a four by three cut because of the the success of this always wanted a reason to go back to that so i guess this, this is it that's that's the lesson they took away from this movie. <laughs> go to four by eight. Yeah. They'll never learn. Uh, so then we got another one. John Vina. I would love to see more of Batflicked. It makes me less excited for the new film that he's not in it. Did you expect there to be more dark science scenes? And what did you think of the end? Uh, we've talked about the end. Uh, the end was right the end, I think, left on a really nice high note. However, I don't think that scene really needed to be there in context. The, the Joker scene was kind of lame. I think they could have just did the ending uh, montage and then ended it there. Uh, I did not I expect there to be more dark side scenes. As a matter of fact, we got yeah. the that's as that's the amount I expected there to be. Therefore, I was not let down by the fact that there was yeah. not a lot of dark when side. Have, I think with Steppenwolf have... being the predominant villain, like you couldn't have a, you can't just like you know throw you can't just overshadow and, like, you can't overshadow your main antagonist with a bigger Wait, threat. You mean... You mean like they did in Batman versus Superman, where it's like the movie came to a conclusion and they introduced another villain? Yeah, to fight? <laughs> yeah kind of. Um, we know it's a great film. <laughs> oh, guys, here's one that we got that's real insightful. This was from Mike Burke. He goes, "Can you guys address the lack of Bofa in this movie?" <laughs> <laughs> and you want to know what? There is a lack of Bofa in this movie. There's a lack of Bofa, a lack of Ligma. And a big <laughs> lack of Sugma. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the three I'm just things. And, on everyone's and mind. you guys, there's no Ben Affleck dick in this movie. So all of a sudden, like, maybe I'm gonna go to you thumbs down too. Dogs. Take that star away. Uh, yeah. Take that rave review uh, away. So next, Alex Gellis sent us just in quotations, Kalel, no, like that is. <laughs> That is just the worst line read they could have. Like, you couldn't have been like, hey, gal, why don't we go again? You know, that's all you had to do. 
So, I mean, I'm glad you brought that up. I felt like it was better <laughs> in this version than in the... the, the it's the same. It's the same. It's the exact same. I, like I don't. I have to go back because I, I laughed when she... It. I couldn't understand what she said at first. I heard, Carlos. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> I thought it was some ancient cry. Which, also, how... Every chant, any time that like, Wonder Woman was on screen, you have... How like, does this, she know Wonder Superman's Wonder name? <laughs> how does yeah. she know Superman's name? Like she how? Knows everything. She's smarter than Batman. She's five thousand years old. Um, uh, every she's five thousand years old, Barry. Every guy's a younger guy. <laughs> every guy's I, thought, a younger I think guy. I texted you that, Nick, while I was watching the movie. They, they cut out Barry Allen falling on her, so they had to put that in to make <laughs> right. up for it. Um. So then, my girlfriend Liz D'Arcy said, "Lois Lane is clearly pregnant. Stop saying she isn't." <laughs> and then we got one from Mike Fuse. What did you guys think of Jared Leto? And we've already, pr- I kind of like iced over it a bit, but uh, I would say that uh, it, it was pretty bad. Like it, it's, it bad. it's actually inexcusably poorly bad. Poorly acted. And not only is it just stats good, who is telling him this? Like, and here's the thing: is that his I cult, get his cult is telling <laughs> him. Cult. That's true. That's now, true. Which you know, I want a Joshua Tree who doesn't watch movies. Now, here's the thing: I was, I was a big fan of Thirty Seconds to Mars, 2005, A Beautiful Life, the 2009. This is War is kind of shitty. About Mr. Nobody, his movie that was a pretty good movie. I enjoyed that. <laughs> Quit it. No one wants it anymore. Stop. All right, I will say Stop. this: Bring back Jared, Jared, Leto Jared Leto is a good actor. Because he's the best thing about that Little Things movie that we watched. But he does not understand the Joker at all. He doesn't get it. He doesn't get it, and I don't think he cares to get it. I think he thinks what he's doing is good, and uh, he should stop. And, yeah, that's how I feel about that. But He just uh, thinks, like, all you have to do is act like a crazy psychopath. Other than that, gents. There's so much more. Other than that, gents, do we have anything else that we need to bring up as far as this... uh, this shit show is concerned because I think we pretty much, yeah, pretty much. Go watch don't it. Don't forget to like or, and subscribe. Yeah, don't forget. Don't to, forget to smash that like button, or just watch this episode and then save yourself four hours. It, it, it's it's only about half the amount of time it would take. This is not even a third. Uh, so that being said, uh, thank you so much to everyone who hung out with us tonight, wrote in the chat, uh, everyone who liked the stream. And uh, leave a little comment below if you disagree with us. Really, you know, give it to us. Don't hold back. <laughs> really make me feel upset. Um, <laughs> other than that, though, thank you very much. I think we've tackled this beast pretty thoroughly, eh, guys? Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I, 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 mean, I could go on for another hour. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, unlike Zack Snyder, we know when to reel it in, okay? <laughs> so, with that said, thanks so much, everyone. We'll see you next week.